That's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. The last international break of this first half of the season has come and gone. We can now focus on club football heading into the busy winter period. Manchester United will look to bounce back from their loss to Man City hosting Crystal Palace. Liverpool are going to go down to Watford. Manchester City will travel to London to face former manager uh, Manuel Pellegrini at West Ham before the big game on Saturday as Tottenham hosts Chelsea. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Andrew's off tonight. We uh, want to get a little something-something uh, recorded and out there uh, for Thanksgiving week to tide you guys over during your uh, your travels or your uh, your boring spells at home with the family. Super excited Javier, for, the, for the turkey and gravy. Oh yeah, oh, daddy. Yeah, ham. Uh, do you have any uh, Thanksgiving traditions? Do you guys celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving? Honey or? ham. Honey ham is is a honey ham is a staple of the, the Arevalo household, as well as of you course don't do turkey. turkey Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do all the staples, of course. But we the honey ham is you know an addition. Oh, so my mom usually makes some like Peruvian like it's a really nice dish. Usually some crazy salad too. She'll throw Thanksgiving all sorts with a of twist fruits and stuff in there. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, I delicious. just say we put an Irish twist on Thanksgiving by having like five different kinds of potatoes. That's oh, probably wow. too much. Probably like four. Oh, we also uh, have potatoes too. We have these like the cream potatoes. Do you guys make those? Like, no. oh, what? Yeah, like, what type of I mean, potatoes here, do little, you make? Here's a little insider on, uh, uh, on the Irish potatoes, food in general. Right? Okay, you make There's, mashed uh, potatoes. Well, yeah, smashed potatoes, of course. Right. Lumpy mashed potatoes. Not the creamy ones you get here in America. All right, this lumpy is ones. All right, all right. I don't uh, want to hear anything else about actually, this. I don't want to, this, the is, best, this is bad. The best potatoes that we do are roast potatoes. They're like oh, the giant roast. Okay. French like garlic, fries. Some garlic are, on them. Those butter. are amazing. Yeah, those yeah. are probably good. I, okay, all right. Everything. I'll, I'll come yeah, over then, for those, but all the other uh, ones, I don't want your lumpy but, mashed potatoes. Get that out of here. I, I personally like lumpy mashed potatoes. I grew up with them. It's, you know, that's how it works, but I, I can't stand like the like the baked potato that they do and stuff like that. There's just no flavor whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, Thanksgiving, Looking very much forward to it. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have this and hopefully a continental catch-up to come out around the same time for you guys to uh, listen to. But we're going to start with the Premier League. Saturday at 10 a.m., there's no early game. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. Uh, Brighton are going to host Leicester City in the first of the 10 a.m. games. Andrew has a 1-1 draw between these two teams. I have a 1-0 win for Brighton. And uh, Javier, what do you have? I have 2-1 Brighton. Um, I think their home form is... It's pretty pretty good, especially. I mean, Leicester is a really is a difficult opposition. This is actually this might be a hard game for them. Um, I but, think the only team to think beat Leicester, at home this year was Tottenham. But I think Leicester have a lot of injury troubles right now, and I think they're not exactly at full strength. So I think they might they might just edge it. So I have two on Brighton. Everton are going to host Cardiff City also at 10 a.m. Uh, Andrew has a 2-0 win for Everton. Pretty respectful for, to Cardiff. I have 3-1 Everton. And uh, Javier, what do you have? I have 3-0 Everton. I think it's going to be a little romp. Very fair. Fulham are going to host Southampton also at 10 a.m. There's been a development of sorts uh, since we last uh, spoke about 
since we last recorded any podcast, That's a huge I, I believe development. The day the day after we posted the pod, or the day we posted it, basically the last one, uh, Fulham announced in a joint announcement. They didn't do one announcement and then the other. They just straight up said, "We've sacked Slavisa Jokanovic and we've hired Claudio Ranieri to take over for the remainder of the season." Pretty surprising move. Not surprising that they fired Jokanovic. Surprising that they had Renieri lined up so quickly to take over. Uh, I, I personally didn't see it coming. I thought it might be like a, a, a caretaker manager situation. Right. No, I thought they would have like an assistant do the caretaker thing. No, while they I was expecting. I, I, I thought Big Sam might come in or um, you know someone like that, someone who's been known to, to to keep a team up and get their defensive troubles. But I think Ranieri, I mean, I think that's a great choice, too. I think that's what he's going to – the first thing he's going to do is try and shore up that back line and figure out, you know, what he, – he's going to build from the back. That's what he's always done as well, a manager, so. Yeah. yeah. And he, he said that uh, – he said when asked about the, the, the Fulham team going into it that as an Italian uh, with that background, that every game they want to start with a clean sheet and that's going to be the main focus and that – Many Italians don't believe you can win uh, unless you have that clean sheet. That's like a good basis to go from. So it, it, we might we might not get the most exciting games from Fulham going forward, uh, like we might have been promised going into the season. But I'm sure their results will turn around. And this is this is like a simultaneously tricky and uh, manageable game to start with for him. Manageable in that it's a at home against a fellow bottom dweller in Southampton, but tricky in that they need to win it. I, I don't think. I mean, if you have a, like a well-fought, hard, uh, hard-fought draw between these two teams, it's not the end of the world. But at the end of the day, Southampton at home, Fulham with the talent that they have, I think they're going to want to. Yeah, this is a, definitely this gonna, is a relegation like, six-pointer, and this is this is a, a massive game for Fulham, and I think Southampton too. I feel like they they feel like they got cheated last game. They're going to want to come into this game. You know, they're going to be you know fired up. Trying to trying to get a result that versus versus Fulham side that have been dreadful, and they're going to try and keep you know compounding that misery. So, I have two one Fulham. I think uh, it's going to be a, a close game like you and Andrew think, and uh, you know definitely one to to keep an eye on on when you guys are watching your Saturday games. Yeah, Andrew also has two one. I think you might have mentioned that. Uh, I have one nil Fulham. Uh, I'm going to rely. I'm going to trust Claudio to start with. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. There's probably going to be a few glaring chances that Southampton miss that uh, Fulham still concede. They probably don't look good doing it, but I think they come out of there with the three points. Manchester United are going to host Crystal Palace at Old Trafford on Saturday, also at 10 a.m. Where to start with United? <laughs> I'm being honest. Where do we start with uh, Man United? Because they've obviously just lost that game to City. They they won the game against Juventus uh, in midweek previously to that. You'd expect them to probably comfortably beat Palace, but at the same time, I feel like there's uh, there's another opportunity for them to slip up here. It feels like every game is a review of Jose Mourinho's like, status at the club. Like If they don't win, he's on the hot seat. If they win, everyone just kind of goes, okay, well, till next time. Let's wait till next time and see. I could easily see them slipping up at home against Crystal Palace. They've done it against Wolves, arguably a better team than Palace, but Palace are getting desperate too, and they've, they've come out of this this four-game stretch of Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, and now United with only one point against Arsenal at home. They need something else, even if it's a point here. I have I have 1-1, one, one, and uh, Andrew has 2-0 United, which I think is a bit optimistic. I think you're giving them a bit too much respect here. I, I have 1-0 Manchester United. I think that I 
think I think they've turned it around a little bit. I think that you know the, you didn't hold the city game against them at all. No, you think that was just purely because City are great and United couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with what they had, you know, they did okay. They didn't do great. They had a few chances on the counterattack, and you know, they maybe have even been able to pick up a second goal. And, and there's a world where if they had Paul Pogba. You know, they, they might have been able to do something like what they did last season at the Etihad. But um, no, I mean, I just I think that I think I think it'll be an edgy game, like you say. But I, yeah, I just think United have, have turned it around a little bit, especially at home. I think that's just Jose Mourinho at home. And in games like this, I feel like he almost always gets the result. So I have one nil United. Romelu Lukaku obviously sat out. Belgium's two games in the Nations League, and he's obviously been sitting out a few games uh, before that, came in and won the penalty against Manchester City. So there's like slight signs of life for his career at Manchester United. Do you think this is a game that he can maybe be reintroduced in at home in the starting 11? I know they've been working with Alexis Sanchez up top recently. Yeah, uh, Martial's I mean, untouchable. This this could be a game to, to bring him back. Um, he did look lively uh, coming off the bench against Manchester City, and you know I'm sure he's he's hungry to to prove all of his naysayers wrong right now, and this might be the perfect game, you know, after a long break to to unleash him again. Like you say, he's going to be well rested, and I, but I think you know Anthony Martial's form is as such that you know maybe you bring Lukaku in off the bench again if the game's not going that well in the second half, and you just you let Martial start again um, with Mata and, and Lingard, who was electric for England at the break, so. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think United, they they have still a lot of problems, but I think uh, offensively they're starting to click a little more. And I think I, I, th- I still think they need to sort out that Alexis problem because right now that guy, it doesn't see they still have no idea where to play him. He's by far the highest paid player on the team. And they're starting to get into contract negotiations with other players who are starting to be like, hey, why is this guy making so much money when he's doing absolutely nothing? And I mean, I'm sure if you're the United board, what do you like? What can you say? You know, so if I'm United, I'm probably looking to up to get rid of this guy in January because he he hasn't done anything and his wages are going to be a huge problem for 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 the rest of the team going forward. So I think you kind of need to get rid of him. He started a couple games at center forward in the league. The the Bournemouth game, he had the assist to Martial on his goal. Yeah, Uh, I'm wondering straight up. I'm wondering straight up, uh, if you're Mourinho going into this weekend, who who do you like more as your center forward? Because Martial is occupying that that left wing space and cutting in from there. I personally, I think he should start Lukaku to get him like back on track because we all know that he loves to beat up on uh, on on bad teams. But at the same time, to complement uh, Lingard, I think Alexis might be the better option at center forward. He can drop out of that position and let Martial drift into it a little bit more. I, I've just seen more from Alexis there recently than I have from Lukaku working with uh, with Martial, and Martial is the best thing that United have going so far. They so they have to keep him. Uh, yeah, and happy you also and keep you him, also like, threatening. We haven't mentioned Rashford either. So I mean, they have a ton of options: Rashford, Mata, Alexis, Lukaku. Um, you know, all could start, and you know, I think right now, um, I think Martial and Lingard are, are bang on to start almost always for for a Mourinho team right now. But anyway, I think I think I think it's good problems are starting to arise for Mourinho, and that can only be good for United. So one more time, Andrew has two 0 United. I have one one, and Javier has one 0 Manchester United. Let's move on to another of the ten a.m. games. Watford are going to host Liverpool. 
Last time these two teams played at Vicarage Road, it was the first game of last season, and it was a barn burner. It was 3-3. There were there was a goal right in the 95th minute uh, that I think was wrongfully given that got Watford a draw out of it, and Liverpool were frustrated. I don't think it's going to have the same amount of goals this time. I think both teams have shored up their defenses a bit more uh, since then. I think it's going to be a bit cagier. I have I have 1-1. One, one. I think we have to talk about Roberto Firmino. There's a lot of players in general in world football and uh, in the Premier League specifically, I guess we'll focus on, that have underperformed in the past for shorter stretches than this. But Roberto Firmino, can you tell me like a, a, a game or a moment? I, I guess maybe like the PSG game was uh, where he got the winning goal in like the 90th minute or something was like one game you could hang your hat on. But overall, he's been lackluster to say the least and you, people have focused on like Mohamed Salah isn't scoring a hat trick every other game or something like that but I think they have to start playing a bit more through Firmino when they get into that final third Salah wasn't if really scoring gonna, hat tricks last season he was scoring like one or two goals every game yeah I, it's not, I'm being hyperbolic I'm just <laughs> but you know I'm just saying that's that's been a storyline this year of like uh, Salah isn't at his uh, the level he was at last year when, whereas no one's really focusing on Firmino. I don't have the stats in front of me right now. I can pull them up. But Alvaro Morata has more goals in the league. That's never been his yeah, job. But, but at the same time... That's like not his role in the side. That's Mane and Salah's job. Like they're the ones who need to be scoring the goals. At the end of the day, right. it's not... Klopp isn't going to be unhappy with Firmino if he has, doesn't score. You know, I think I think Firmino could be the type of player that... He's just, he's just, he's a really form player. And I think like he goes through spurts where he'll just score like three or four, you know, he'll score a brace and then he'll score another brace and then he'll get like a goal and two assists in the next game. And then he won't, he won't, he won't goal, get a goal or an assist for five games straight. You know, but it's been 13 games now, but he has a couple 12. goals, a couple assists. It's not like he hasn't done anything. Um, and Let me double check the stats because I don't think he, I don't think he has a premier league goal this year. No, he does. He does. I also think that are the, are the Liverpool fans just going to like come for me now that I've uh, yeah you should calm down. Me, I think also just like his work rate, the, the other stuff, his creativity, like his pressing. It's that's you know he's my point is that I don't think he's not been his doing game. that as well this season. I agree I don't with think you. I agree. I don't think he's been the, a real link for them. There, there were a couple moments in the Fulham game, especially remember that one chance early on when Salah got one on one with. Uh, with Rico and I think we were watching together and it was from this nice little set of one and two touch passing that him and Firmino had at the top of the box. It got Salah on his left foot, just on like the left side of the six yard box. And he put it straight at Rico. I saw that and I thought, I haven't seen that like quick, incisive one touch passing and movement from Liverpool in the final third this season as much as we ha- we did last season. Sure, and, and Firmino is the Firmino's the, the the engine that makes. But all But I of think that we've work. seen them shore up at the back. Um, you know, in right. in sure. you know to, to to make up for that. So I think I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for Liverpool. I think they were doing that probably too much last year at times, and it cost them in 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 sometimes games against weaker opposition. And I think like now, Walker, I, guess. I th- right, and that's why I have Liverpool winning two 0 in this game because I think that you know it, last year this would have been a game that they would have had trouble with, but I think this year uh, I think a, f- a fresh and fit Nabi Keita is gonna gonna do wonders for them in this game, and um, I think they should bench Wijnaldum who didn't look good for Holland over this break again, and he's been kind of what out are you of talking form. About? He scored. He scored against France. 
Right, but outside he, of the goal, he, he was, like he hasn't been playing very well. All right. I, I feel like I feel like in the last like agree three, to disagree. But. I feel like in the last three weeks he's been uh, a little bit underwhelming, and I think they need a bit more energy back into the, that midfield. Um, and I think once I think once Nabi Keita gets into the team, I think you might see Firmino get a, a few more goals, just because you're going to have that transition in the midfield again that um, that they think they're missing. So I'm not too worried about Liverpool. Um, I think that. They're pretty lucky that they haven't had any major injuries, and if they can stay fit, I mean, they're definitely going to be able to to challenge in in the Premier League and in the Champions League. I don't I don't think they'll win any of it, but I think they'll they'll be able to challenge and and you know maybe they can win an FA Cup or something. So Andrew has Liverpool winning two one. I think that's a pretty realistic result. I'm going to say one one. I think I just have a hunch here. I think they slip up. I think they go slightly cold. Obviously, that's putting a bit of uh, putting a bit yeah. of hope in Watford. international and break. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't know. like to trust Watford. Hangover. It's one of my rules: never trust Watford against the big teams. But Watford have been at least away from home for Liverpool. They've been almost a trap game for them. So the, they haven't it's, been it's great in the last few ones. games, though. They've been kind of off form. They they started they off great as usual, but they're kind of falling into their Watford, you know, mid season blues slump. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. mid season blues that they always have. Should we put money on uh, Javi Gracia to be fired (laughs) at some point next month? Uh, Yeah, let's move on to the final game of the 10 a.m. slate. West Ham hosting Manchester City. A lot of storylines to think of here. Uh, I think we all fairly agree that uh, City should come away with the three points. Uh, West Ham have improved under uh, Manuel Pellegrini, though. Obviously, Manchester City's former manager, Manuel Pellegrini, won the league with them in 2013-14. As, uh, as, I guess, Sabaleta is the only player that he has at uh, West Ham now that used to play for. Got a couple of bright spots in there. Not sure if uh, Marko Anatovic is going to be healthy for this one. Obviously, uh, Yarmolenko's out for a good while, and they've brought in that academy product, uh, Dian Ghana, who's looked okay against lesser opposition than City. No, he's looked fairly pretty big good. Step up. He's looked pretty good. Yeah, it's, I'm just saying it's a fairly big step up from playing Leicester away or something like that to playing or like Huddersfield away to playing Man City at home. So uh, I'm not sure how Pellegrini is going to set up. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how Pellegrini is going to set up. But I imagine it's going to be somewhat similar to the Chelsea home game where they got a nil-nil draw. I think they're going to be relative to how they've played against other teams. I think they're going to be pretty defensive, not quite parking the bus, but I think they'll put a lot of trust in uh, Declan Rice in midfield and him his ability to shield uh, Giop and Balbuena in the back too. I think City win this one 3-1. Uh, it certainly could be more. I kind of liked the 4-1 scoreline you picked, Javier, but uh, I kind of feel like going under four goals rather than over four, especially away from home. Yeah, that's uh, not then, what Manchester City have been doing this season. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah. I've had a couple games where I've picked like more goals and, and City have ended up it's happened both ways. I've picked City to score four or five, and they score like two or three. And I've picked them to score two or three, and they score four, five, or six. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I can't get, <laughs> I can't get a read on how to predict this team's score lines. It just, it really depends on the day. It depends just, on whether they're I feeling themselves. I just think City are just they are in another stratosphere right now, and I don't see anything this West Ham team can do to to do like what they did to Chelsea, which was you know wrestle a a, a, a nil nil. Um, 
they actually had pretty good chances on the counterattack in that game. No, they, yeah, they probably no. had they probably had the better chances against I just, Chelsea. I just think we got lucky to get City's out of there with control a no-no draw. of games is is vastly superior to Chelsea's and I don't know. I, I'm I'm I struggle seeing where West Ham could get a foothold in this at any point. Um, like you said, maybe if they get a goal on the counter, they could hold on. Maybe maybe get like a one-one draw, but that's that's just that's not going to happen. I I mean I've got four-one like you said, and I, I think Aguero gets a gets a couple goals. Andrew has three-nil Manchester City. I feel like we haven't talked specifically about the center back pairing of America Laporte and John Stones on this podcast. But I think those two have been two of the five best center backs in the league this year. Yeah, they had like six straight clean sheets, something like that. They haven't conceded an open play since they played Newcastle back in September. That's incredible. Because obviously, because United only scored that that penalty last week. It's a really impressive run. Uh, It it obviously won't show up in the longest like run of no goals conceded because they have conceded uh, on like a penalty or a set piece here or there. But overall, in open play, you can't get the ball off those two. Even if you walk, watch Laporte and Stones like in a vacuum, like separately, once those two, one of those two get on the ball, they're not giving it away. Like Stones has eliminated the errors, the errors that uh, plagued him at the beginning of Pep Guardiola's uh, start. At Guardiola City. made a new Boateng. We all knew it was coming. It just took a little longer than usual. You made a new Boateng? Yeah. Who you're going to compare him to? Well, I mean, obviously not the same size, but just, you know, just like a tactical and... I would, I would say a new PK. Possession genius. Sure, a new PK. Yeah, yeah okay. A new PK. I like that yeah. one more. Yeah, Let's that's better. That. That's better. Let's move on to the final game of the Saturday slate. Uh, 12.30 p.m., the big game of the weekend. A nice little London derby for us to jump back into Premier League action. Tottenham will host Chelsea at Wembley. The disrespect that you and Andrew are showing Chelsea is it upsets me, you know, it's not, and honestly, it's 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 not the disrespect for Chelsea, more the respect for Tottenham, who have been not playing well and getting results. And I feel like this is going to be another one of those games where maybe you guys outplay them. Maybe Chelsea have the more chances, but you have Alvaro Morata on your team and he's going to miss at least two of them and you're going to be pulling your hair out. And they have Harry Kane. I don't Kane. know if Morata starts here. Hold on, and they have Harry Kane. And, you know, he's been he's been he's been pretty hot lately, right? He's it's it's that Is that the word we want to use? Hot? It's that Okay, he's been he's it's been brewing December. up a storm. He's been brewing he, up a he storm. He starts to wake up. He's like right. the it's like the it's a reverse uh hibernation. You, he, you know uh, it's coming. It always comes. It's like the winter, it always comes. He's coming. He's he's like usually in December, he scores like seven or eight goals. So I'm expecting something like that to happen. Um, you know, get his late November, early December form on and get a goal or two here. I'm I'm curious to see what they f- like start as their front line because they've. It seems like Pochettino's not sure yet. It seems like he doesn't know. It's a good. He problem doesn't to know have. his best team. He doesn't know his best no. team right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with but. You. I- I would say I, I say it negatively. Uh, he obviously they're, they're kind of waiting for the likes of Christian Eriksen and Deli Ali to get back to being like a hundred percent fit. But like if you're on the bench, you're fit, and like they've been on the bench, or like Ali's been starting the last no, couple okay. games. But like Eriksen's been about on the bench for like fitness. the last three or four games, and like I'm wondering. So they're why. healthy. They're they're healthy. Like they're not injured anymore. But 
they, they haven't got the match fitness in the run of games that makes you confidently sit there and go, okay, Erickson and Ali are absolutely 100% going to start the next game. Because right now that's Lucas Mora and it's Son and it's Lamella. Lamella's kind right. of I just think they have, they have a lot nice of little teacher's pet place. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see some combination of uh, Mora, Son, or and uh, Lamella, two of those three, starting on the wings, and then one of Ericsson or Ali. I, I don't know if there's really room for Ericsson and Ali to both be starting. And that's a good thing for Chelsea because those two players always Usually kill do us. well against Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> they kill Chelsea pretty uh, routinely. Hey, my, that, so, might be, uh, that might be why they both start. You know, They might both start because of that. It might the tried be, and true formula. Yeah, Pochettino might just go back to that. Um, I if I were if I were Pochettino, I would start Ericsson, Ali, Son, Kane. No Mora, no Lamella. They can come in off the bench, and I think if they do that, they could definitely get a result against Chelsea. Um, obviously, you're going to pick Chelsea to win here, but you guys don't you guys don't win that often um, away against Tottenham recently, have you? Uh, we beat them there last year. Beat them two one behind two Marcus Alonso goals. Uh, I think it was the it was their first game at Wembley, second game of the season, something like that. So fairly 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 early on, uh, and this is obviously a completely different Chelsea team in terms of approach and style. That's the biggest X factor to me, and and it, it's tough. It's tough predicting a lot of Chelsea games against the top sides because it's tough to really know how those top sides are going to approach it. You know that Chelsea are going to be. Uh, looking to be the aggressor, they're going to look to control the game through possession. But as I'm th- as I'm talking about it, I'm sounding it out, and I'm thinking to myself, I still think Chelsea keep that same kind of uh, control of the game, just because you've you've look at how we've talked about Tottenham's midfield selection the, uh, in the last couple of games. They've started the likes of Sissoko, Wanyama, Harry Winks. I don't trust those guys in a fight in midfield with Kante, Jorginho, and uh, probably Kovacic, I think, would, would start this game. I just think our, our midfield rests control of the game from them. I, I, Tottenham, it could be a high-scoring one. It could end something like 2-2 like you have or something like that. But I think both teams are going to be pretty wasteful with their chances and that it will end uh, Oh, yeah. If they start Sissoko again like he's been doing every game, I don't know. <sighs> and Sissoko played for France, too. Like what is going on? Why why is he playing for Tottenham in France? Uh, whatever. I hate him. I hate Tottenham. You Let's know. bring it back to Chelsea. <laughs> two obviously two teams you dislike, but yeah. What was Olivier both. Giroud's record against Tottenham like when he uh, played for you guys? Was, did he play well against Tottenham? Uh, did, did he like relish that game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I'm sure he'll he'll be extra up for it. I would love to see him play this game. Uh, it, it, it doesn't look like. Pochettino or uh, like sorry trust him though to start and it just doesn't feel like he's that like he just doesn't feel like it's in, it's sorry it matches sorry system at all you know it feels like a player like Morata even if he's not scoring the goals his link up play and I just don't and, like, trust Morata in the big games right now I don't trust him in the big games last time we saw him against anyone I mean you could choose you could use the Everton game sure in terms of quality they're like well a pretty the decent game. team uh, that was a long time ago because before the Everton game, it was the Manchester United home game. And that was probably one of the, I want to say one of the three or four worst performances of Alvaro Morata's career. He like hardly got on the ball. Every time he did get near the ball, he threw himself to the ground and looked for uh, a free kick. And Tottenham's, 
Tottenham's back line and, and defensive midfielders are going to look to do the exact same thing against. I can imagine Davison Sanchez just dominating Morata for 60 minutes, and then he gets dragged off for Giroud. So why not start Giroud from the very beginning? We know he likes to link up well with Eden Hazard. That's just always we know, not good. That never works, Alex. We have did it many, many we don't, times we don't in need Arsenal. Giroud, we don't need Giroud Look, you to don't score start goals. Giroud. You just don't start him. There's, there's no. You're going to lose the game if you start him. You're going to be outpressed. You're going to be outworked. He doesn't have the legs. You can't start him. I just, I don't like it. That's true. I really dislike it. When he starts, because you, you don't have the ball possession. You just can't keep the ball nearly as much as when you have someone like a Murata pressing their back line, you know? I, well, I don't like... I think keeping keeping the ball would, wouldn't be an issue. I think getting it back. Getting it back, sure. But I think that's... <laughs> I mean, that, that they go hand in hand. We've kind of made up for that when we've started Giroud in the past this season by having him drop off and defend the, uh, the opposition's deepest lying midfielder and just kind of standing there. Uh, while Hazard and William go and do the pressing or Pedro. But Hazard and William, they don't really like and they're not very good at pressing uh, yet. So, I, yeah, there's pros and cons to both Morata and Giroud starting. Uh, I think Giroud starts and uh, combines well enough with the likes of William and, and Hazard that we get two goals and manage to take advantage of Tottenham's uh, screw-ups and, and win 2-1. Andrew, again, has 1-1. Javier has 2-2. Let's jump to Sunday, where Bournemouth will host Arsenal at 8.30 in the morning. Andrew has 3-1, and you guys both have Arsenal wins, and I have a draw. Are you worried about this one? I Am mean, I crazy? We, we do have four straight draws, so I can't not be worried, thinking that we maybe might get a fifth one, which I would hate. So I really want us to get back on track. I mean, I have a 2-1 win, but I think it's not going to be easy. Um, might be some controversy this is never an easy game for us. Um, Bournemouth have beat us at home. They We tied 3-3 there a couple seasons ago. So um, was it the game you went down 3-0 and came back to tie it 3-3? Right. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Giroud scored a brace in that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is not going to be an easy game. I think Bournemouth are, you know, one of the better better teams in the top half of the table, you know. Um, on form, for on sure. On form, yeah. I'm saying outside of the top six, obviously. And, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. But I think this is this is the type of game that in the past we may have struggled with in the last couple of years under Wenger. But I think under Emery, we will have more control of this type of game. And, you know, maybe we'll go up 2-0 or what's been the theme recently is, you know, teams score on us first and then we, sc- we score like two or three goals in a flurry in the second half. I'm really looking for us to, to shore up our first half, to, to get a good performance in the first half of a game because it hasn't really happened this season. So um, I would love to see that against Bournemouth. I think it's the perfect team to do it against. But Bournemouth have been pretty electric in first half of games. Um, they've just pretty much mauled teams at home uh, in the first half of games this season. and Probably should have scored a few more in the first half against United a couple weeks yep. back. They probably should have put that game to bed. Yep. So and there's I'm, some hope there for you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm you know... I'm worried that you know they have a lot of offensive firepower and our backline has still looked frail in the last few weeks. But um, I, I, I definitely think they're going to score. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope that they only score once and and we we can get a couple goals. Um, but I'm not no, I'm not very confident. But I think we need to get you know wins on the board because we have a couple big games coming up. Um, we have Tottenham at home, Manchester United away in the next three weeks. So. We need to be getting wins like this to, to get the confidence going again, going into those games. From the Bournemouth side of things, they seem to have uh, 
one or two key players always with like a knock or like two. Eight, with a knock or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Josh King has had a knock the last couple of games uh, and uh, Junior Stanislas. I'm kind of looking at their 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 forward players, their their attacking players, and I'm thinking like which one of these guys can really like consistently get at and call, cause a problem for Arsenal. And Callum Wilson kind of jumps out just because he is such like a hardworking, busy player. His first player. England gonna, goal and his first England start. Right, he's going to be looking, he's having. He's going to be looking to feast off of any opportunities that Arsenal give him. And like you said, there's been there, there's been a good few opportunities from mess ups or slip ups from uh, one of Arsenal's back four that have led to opportunities and sometimes even goals. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see Callum Wilson score again, if not have, have like a really good game. I do kind of worry about, I think it's a bit of a jump for the likes of like someone like Ryan Frazier and maybe even like uh, David Brooks, the the attacking midfield player that they've been playing as sort of like a second striker recently. It might be a bit of a step up for them and they might struggle and and maybe not take the chances that they should. We, we, we see that a lot in obviously young players. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two two. I think Arsenal present uh, Bournemouth with enough opportunities that they uh, that they get a lead early in this one. And uh, obviously, as you said, Arsenal come back to uh, to tie, but it's, ultimately it's too much for you guys to overcome and get a win. And uh, Andrew has three one Arsenal. A little bit more confidence than both of us. Sunday at eleven a.m. Wolves are gonna host Huddersfield. Wolves, of course, coming off that uh, draw with Arsenal, but. They're really going to want to win in this one. Uh, Andrew has just that, a 2-0 win for Wolves. I have a 1-1 draw. Javier, how do you see this one going? This is kind of out there, but I have 3-0 Wolves. Uh, they were. Yeah, I can't think of too many games where they've scored two or more goals this season. Yeah, but I think Huddersfield away from home are absolutely dire. And Wolves have been fantastic at home. And I think getting a draw against us was an okay result for them. They are definitely going to feel like they should have won that game. And I think they're going to go into this game wanting blood. And I think that if they play like they did against us, that they're going to destroy Huddersfield. So they, they will probably kill them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've got three nail. I think that uh, maybe Jimenez bags a goal or two. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I think this will be a big emphatic win for them. And in the last game of this weekend, Burnley will host Newcastle Monday, 3 p.m., you and Andrew both have 1-1. One, one. That was like my gut feeling when I first saw this uh, fixture. I think it was 1-1 one, one last year when they both played each other on Monday night too. But uh, I'm going to go nil-nil. I think it's... Uh, this could be a nil-nil. This is like, if there's one game this weekend, there, there's always a one nil-nil, right? It would be this it's, one. It, it, it's it's the odds on pick for the the one nil-nil of the weekend, but at most, I think 1-1. One, one. Like, like, I, I, okay. I don't think either the, of these teams The only other twice. one which could be a nil-nil is Fulham-Southampton. Right, like you. Yeah, could but those see teams it. are both desperate. Right, exactly. You know? That's why, like, I feel like these are like not as desperate. So, like, they could just like cancel each other out. So I agree with you, but I mean, we all have it being a close, tight affair, and we all have a draw. So, you know, whether it's one one or nil nil, this is not a great game to have on Monday night. Hey, we might be I wrong. Disagree. Watch the- it be three three, and we're just like so wrong. It's like an amazing <laughs> Premier League game. Hey, that yeah. happens sometimes. I actually prefer that these games are the Monday night ones. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, Fair I don't. Enough. I don't want what happened a couple of weeks ago where Man City and Tottenham or Arsenal played on Monday, right? Yeah, that was that's, awful. That's that's terrible. You're and right. I I will never be a fan of that. All right. Well, that's enough for this week. Excited to get back to club football. Uh, 
Keep an eye out for our Continental Catch Up episode that we're hopefully going to be releasing uh, very close to uh, this episode, the Premier League preview. And uh, Javier, thanks for doing this, man. Until next time. See ya. (laughs) That was okay.